welcome back. What's going on? Welcome back to Conversations with the Covingtons. I am your host, Carolyn. Mm-hmm. And I'm your co-host, <laughs> Mo. We're both equal hosts. Does co-host mean you're not a full host? You're like second to the main host? Or um, are we both considered co-hosts? Of the show. I think what it means is that you're the one typically who's doing most of the talking. This is kind of like your thing. And I'm just, you know, helping out. So, <laughs> Gotcha. Well, I'm your host, Carolyn Covington. But some days I will be the host and you'll be the co-host. Yeah, it yeah. just depends we'll on the topic. Yeah. I mean, today, I'll be honest, I probably am going to be doing a good chunk of the talking <laughs> because we're going to talk about Virginia viticulture, mm-hmm. terroir, and... Um, fill you guys in on our vineyard project oh sounds fun yeah, yeah let's do it yeah well first before we do that though babe how's it going i'm good it is currently monday and i personally love mondays it's a fresh start to the week i'm feeling good i got a workout in this morning and there's some things that i'm looking forward to this week so i will say this monday compared to last monday you are in a much better like oh my gosh is the last monday when we that i was struggling last monday last monday and tuesday yeah yeah yeah, that's when we recorded our last episode i am (laughs) i'm just yeah i'm feeling refreshed and to be honest i took saturday and sunday pretty much off of posting and being on social media that's always good and always taking a day or two a week just not being on it as much Mm -hmm. is really helpful to my mental health awesome and then i'm ready to tackle the week starting on a Monday. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. How are you? I'm good. I'm great. Uh, woke up early. Like, like you got to work out in, um, especially feeling great after last night, you know, Oh, shut it. (laughs) Okay, changing the subject right away. You've been really pushing yourself in the gym lately. I have. Big time. I have. Yeah, I've been trying. Well, I I enjoy working out and I love staying in shape, but lately I'm just trying to get my my gut area together. So I'm working really, really hard. Yeah. Um, but it's, I mean, I have abs, but I still have that kind of like dad bod ish around my midsection. It's just, (laughs) it's just the truth. It's diet. It's what they say. 80% diet, Mm -hmm. 20% working out. And we both work out really hard, but we also indulge. We eat Eat. junk food (laughs) when we want, we drink when we want. That's true. That's true. And I think the older I get, the harder it is to keep that like midsection tight. So yeah, I definitely die. But I will say Mm -hmm. I got some healthy groceries for this week. I have plans on what I'm going to cook for dinner each night. I'm also going to meal prep some lunch stuff for us. Mm -hmm. So we'll be eating healthy this week. Because we have to get ready for what? For our trip. Where are we going? We're going to Greece. Yeah, 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 yeah. Can't wait. That's going to be exciting. Yes. So excited about that. That's a whole other conversation. But yeah, I'm just kind of trying to get back in shape. I understand. All good. Okay. Well, good. So yeah, I'm good on this end. You're good on your end. Are you ready to (laughs) have a conversation? Let's do it. Let's do it. So I think we'll start off by talking a little bit about Virginia wine and viticulture, and then we can transition into our personal project we just started Mm -hmm. um so because i still feel like there's a lot of people out there that don't know much about virginia wine and this whole area for growing grapes and it's really um just a cool it's a cool place definitely growing a growing area for sure yeah yeah i mean it's grown so much even since when i moved here in Mm -hmm. 2019 
Um, And it just makes me excited. I went to this really fun event last week, which was for the Monticello Wine Trail. Mm -hmm. And uh, Monticello is this region. Of course, Thomas Jefferson's Monticello. It was like his house, right? right? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So they have um, Monticello is an AVA here in Virginia where there is a lot of vineyards and wineries, AVA being an American viticultural area. Mm -hmm. So it's just a designated grape growing region in the United States. And in Virginia, I believe we have eight now. So we're located in the Monticello AVA. And then we're also right next to Shenandoah. Right. Um, And there's a bunch up in Northern Virginia as well, where they grow um, a bunch of grapes there. It's pretty different though. I think what really makes our area appealing, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say we have the best wine because Napa and Sonoma have been doing this the right way for a long time. I'm not going to say we have the best wine But it is, we have very, very beautiful just kind of backdrop. The mountains, the greenery here, um, it's very pretty farmland. It's a very pretty setting. Um, and I think that draws a lot of people here for not just for the wine, but also for like weddings and events and things it of that nature. It is beautiful and mm-hmm. gorgeous. And it's like lush and green, especially during the growing season. If you think about a lot of other growing regions, it's usually pretty dry. Um, yeah, right. And it's very, we, we're almost in like a rainforest we here are. in central we Virginia. Are. It's, and I guess I can talk a little more about that when I get into Virginia terroir, but. And you do work at one of the an most an beautiful wineries in the region too, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just backdrop. beautiful. Mm-hmm. The vineyard, the gardens. That's the other thing I love about Virginia is we really can grow like so many things mm-hmm. coming from North Dakota where your growing season was so short and it was not, I'm not going to say like boring crops, but you can't grow Corn, everything soybean, here. Yeah. We, you know, my lemon tree is thriving. It is, both of them are, my yeah. fig tree is thriving. I'm a surprise at that fig tree. Like yeah. you could never grow that in North Dakota. Right. So right. stuff like that makes me excited because yeah. it is very like humid and hot here. And don't get me wrong. I do not like the humidity, but it is a tropical vibe. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's definitely not an easy place to grow grapes, but over the last couple of decades, um, viticulturalists have really figured out what grows well here and why in terms of grape varieties. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, a little bit about the terroir here in Virginia during the growing season, which starts late March, early April, you have your budding. Mm. Um, our biggest issue in the spring is frost. So mm-hmm. because our weather in Virginia can kind of be up and down and all over the place, right. if we have these beautiful 60 degree days that are, you know, allowing for the buds to break. And then after that, we have a few consecutive nights below freezing that can kill the buds. And then you won't have fruit for that year. Now, so, is that all buds or is that certain varietals? Like do certain varietals like weather storms well, better? Weather, some, weather better? So some are like weather later. The weather better. <laughs> some are later ripening or later budding. Mm -hmm. So it just depends on what variety. So not every variety is always going to bud right at the same time. Right. Um, Which, which, which uh, varieties bud later? So typically it's going to be your heavier reds Mm -hmm. or things that are going to be slower ripening. Um, But I was going to say 2020 was our last time that we had a really bad frost. And every year there's maybe a little bit of, you know, buds that we lose. Um, but 2020 was devastating in the Monticello region, especially like some vineyards lost 90% of their fruit. 
Um, so the last couple of years definitely was not that bad. But that's our main issue in the spring when it comes to growing grapes here in Virginia. Um, and then, you know, you have your whole vine life cycle. And when you get into those summer months where your grapes are starting to form and swell up with sugars and acidity, then you kind of have the rain that that can mm-hmm. be an issue. So if you start to get too much rain, it can dilute some of those sugars that are going to bring that higher alcohol and complexity into the wine. So, Because um, you kind of want to dehydrate your vines, right? Yeah, I mean, you, you want to have more drought stress mm-hmm. on your vines, which is always a little bit better mm-hmm. for... Because you get better fruit. For the grapes. Because, well, if you think just your fruit is going to be richer in sugar mm-hmm. and more concentrated, right. less diluted. Right. You know, the richer the sugars and more concentrated, that just means the more flavors, complexities, alcohol that's going to come out mm-hmm. of that wine mm-hmm. and make it pronounced and delicious. So, so yeah. Um so rain can be an issue. We have clay-based soil um, in the area, clay and loam, but clay is small particle of soil, so it retains a lot of water. So again, you know, you want to be on a slope where maybe drainage is a little bit better, but also you don't need irrigation here right. because clay-based soil, we yeah. got enough rain and it and retains it that water. water. Yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, you'll like rarely ever see any kind of irrigation system unless they like are lucky on some plot of gravel soil or something like that. Well, what, I Um, mean, tell me what varietals grow best here in Virginia. Yeah. So it's been really interesting to be a part of the Virginia wine industry now for the last few years and see winemakers kind of discover not new great varieties but new to this area Mm -hmm. of what's growing well so i mean some that just grow decent and you'll pretty much always see at wineries are going to be merlot sauvignon blanc chardonnay like those are always going to do pretty well um but specific to i'm not going to speak for all of virginia as well i think i'll just stick to because you know everywhere's different higher Mm -hmm. altitudes where whatever it may be but in the Monticello region, um, Petite Mensang mm-hmm. grows really well. Um, they've they've discovered that that it just kind of thrives in this climate and can reach a higher sugar level. Mm-hmm. So you can either produce like this nice, rich, complex, off dry style, or a dry wine that might have a little bit higher alcohol and still nice complexities. So Petite Mensang is great. It's a white grape um, varietal. Usually is like golden in color. Um, really fun, delicious wine, like tropical fruits and citrus and stone fruit. Um, I've really grown to love that one. And then Cabernet Franc for red grapes. Um, so it's usually a little bit of a lighter style of a red, um, more like medium body, I guess, usually in our climate um, with like red fruits and like pepper note. So that's been a good one as well. Tanat is a newer grape variety that they've started planting over the last few years that does really well as as well. So it's um, actually really known for its presence in Uruguay. Um, Uruguay, they'll make a single varietal Tanat, and here now a lot of places have started to do that or added it to their Bordeaux-style blends. Mm. Um, so, What about Chamberson? 
Chamberson, yes, of course. That's mm-hmm. a hybrid grape. So yeah. it's a cross between a Vitis vinifera and an American species. And those hybrids are always going to do better because it is like partially an American, like a Native American grape. So it it thrives in this climate. Yeah. I know when you speak about wine, since you're so well educated about it, you just kind of talk about it like it's nothing, like it's easy. But I'm I'm still learning sometimes. So sometimes I just don't get everything you're talking about. Yeah. Um, so when you say, can you just go back to hybrid? Can, what does that mean? Shamers and hybrid. Oh, a hybrid. Mm-hmm. So a hybrid grape is a cross between a Vetus vinifera, which is a European grape species. It's it. like majority of all the wines made in the world are mm-hmm. made with Vitis vinifera. It's okay. like the European grape species. So it's like Cabernet Sauvignon, Sauvignon Blanc, Merlot. All of those, and then, like, crossed with, like, had a, like, I don't know. Crossed had a baby? With, yeah. No. Well, no. they, yes, yes. Oh, they had a mixed, baby. Okay. Yeah, they mix them together. So mix. Cross, the, cross pollinate. Cross uh-huh. pollinate. What? Your Vitis vinifera with an American grape. Gotcha. Which would be, like, Concord or. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know. There's, like, a bunch of ones that so have, they like, mixed, weird names. They, so they intertwine the yeah, vines? Yeah, they cross-pollinate yeah. them and then they cre- that creates a new grape gotcha. variety. Okay, okay. Yeah, so that's what Vidal Blanc mm-hmm. here in Virginia is a big one. Chardonnay, which is a cross between Chardonnay and something. Mm-hmm. I don't know all of the specifics yeah. <laughs> about um, all these interesting hybrids. I think Norton is a hybrid as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. So again, I'm not really an expert on hybrids because we also don't really grow a lot of them. We grow like a couple, like a handful. Um, but yeah, they always do super well. So that's good to know. I didn't really realize that. So Mm -hmm. thanks for that. What else do I need to talk about with Virginia viticulture? Um, I think you can hit the, you know, the basic points. Anything else you want to touch? I mean, I do want to touch on our vineyard project that we have coming up here. Um, Yeah, I'm trying to think. I mean, one thing I love about the Virginia wine industry is everyone is really collaborative and always helping each other out because it is such a young industry. It didn't really get started until like the later 1900s. And so people, you know, if you discover something that grows well here or you're just very open to like sharing your ideas and discoveries and supporting one another with yeah like nobody here is really in competition they're all just trying to help each other which i love totally yeah Yeah, which is awesome yeah it's good Um, to see yeah Mm. and now about our vineyard project Mm -hmm. i'll let mo talk a little bit about that awesome thanks for letting me talk i appreciate it (laughs) since i'm the co-host right ha ha are you mad go just go Okay. So, <laughs> Just go. Um, so, yes, we uh, we purchased a piece of land uh, last spring. Um, it's about 20 acres, um, and it's about 10 minutes north of um, Charlottesville Airport. It's actually in the county of Greene County. Um, and the process was long, guys. Um, we, I mean, we searched and searched for about a year. Um, just to try to find the perfect piece of land. We even put offers on different properties and it didn't work out for whatever reason, or we found something in the inspection, not the inspection, but the study period that we didn't like. So we backed out of deals. But um, Mm -hmm. at this point, when we found this property, we had pretty much given up. (laughs) We had given up. We actually decided to kind of give call call, call it quits for a little bit and start looking for a house. Um, And we were visiting your mom down in South Carolina. Oh yeah. 
Remember that? And we drove back that night to go and look then, at yeah, it. Yeah, we were visiting your mom, and then I saw it pop up on Zillow like that day. Mm-hmm. And it's supposed to go live the very next day. Um, so I called my agent. I was like, yo, I got to go see this. Have you seen it? He drove out there. He said, Mo, you're going to love it. Mm-hmm. We ended up driving back that night, um, rushed back to Charlottesville, went through Charlottesville, went to Green County, and went and saw the property, and we fell in and love And we were it. there at sunset. And at we sunset. Like, it was pretty. This oh, it was beautiful. perfect. So, yeah. yeah, we found our piece of land, and then from there we knew, you know, we want a beautiful vineyard on this piece of land. Other projects, TBD. Yeah, we're not going to spill right. all the tea right away. No, but, but this land is beautiful. It faces the Blue Ridge Mountains. So gorgeous. Amazing sunset. You get sunset. the sunset. Yeah. Yeah. And we wanted to go ahead and get vines in the ground right away because it takes about three years for them to um, mature mm-hmm. and start mature. producing fruit. Yeah. So we, we wanted to go with, um, well, first of all, aside from our vines, we wanted to find a great grower. Um, and since Carolyn works at one of the top wineries here in, um, in, Char- in Virginia, we, uh, looked no further than Pippin Hill. And we were lucky that, um, Carl Tinder, uh, from Tinder Cattle was, had time in his busy schedule, who was the Virginia grower of the year two years ago, um, had time in his busy mm-hmm. schedule to kind of take us on and work with us. Um, and he helped us pick our varietals and we based those yeah. varietals. So off, first we yeah. did a soil test, test right. Determine what type of soil we had. But Carl and, was also familiar with that area. He lives right, close to that area, so right. he knew that area pretty and well. And then, you know, he he was evaluating the altitude mm-hmm. and the slopes mm-hmm. and aspects and things like that and determined we are going to grow. We're growing Chamberson, mm-hmm. which is a hybrid, which mm-hmm. we mentioned earlier. We're growing Cab Franc mm-hmm. and Petit Missing. Yeah, <laughs> so we currently planted three acres mm-hmm. under vine. We we did not get Chamberson in this year. Um, it just was not available right. or something. Right. So we're going to plant that next spring. Right. But we planted two acres of Petit Mensang mm-hmm. and one acre of Cabernet Franc. Right. We're really excited. We're excited. And these, so these um, varietals do well here in Virginia. And we know that a lot of wineries and vineyards, local wineries, need these fruits, need these this type yeah, of varieties. Yeah, because so they can... are two outstanding varieties that grow well here. Right. A lot of wineries in the area are making single varietal, Petit Mensing or Cab Franc, or adding them to blends. Um, they're definitely going to be, they're a desirable fruit. So our plan, to be honest, right away is to just sell the, sell fruit, the fruit, Yeah, just see what it's like managing a vineyard mm-hmm. and going through that whole process and then maybe down the road, if we decide to do a small batch or make our own wines, we will. But I think it's a good stepping stone for us to just get our feet wet and Absolutely. see what happens. Yeah, we're excited about it. And we yeah. did get to plant a whole row of vines, which Ourselves. was so cool seeing yeah. them all tiny. Mm-hmm. Um, it's no joke. They do that all by hand. It is really hard. Uh, yeah, we did one row, barely one row. And, and we, were, we like, were like, okay, we're see ya, tired. we're out of here. <laughs> but apparently Carl told me that um, he brings in a crew of like 20 to 30 guys and they're out there for two days straight getting them planted. So yeah. we went back a few days later and everything had been done. It was mm-hmm. kind of pretty cool to see. And because it has been a little bit more of a wet summer, um, it's actually been great for our vines, which is good. Not for the ones that are currently producing fruit, mm-hmm. but for ours. 
um, little baby grapevines. Yeah, it's, right. it's yeah. been good. Yeah. So I think Japanese beetles are an issue typically in July, mm-hmm. um, but they July mostly just eat the leaves. But yeah, yeah I went out there a few, few weeks ago and they were definitely all over our, our mm-hmm. leaves. And Carl said they sprayed, but when it rained, yeah. it kind of washes it all exactly. off again. So yeah, I mean, it's not the prettiest thing right now, but the, the vines <laughs> themselves, they are growing strong. <laughs> eaten by beetles. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it shouldn't be too big of an issue. And, and we have a temporary deer fence up we do. while they're building the other one because deer will just come by and, and eat. eat those mm-hmm. baby grape vines. Yeah. So yeah, we don't want that to happen. So Quite yeah. a few factors we have to be aware of. Yeah, we have a fence around the whole property and, mm-hmm. and it's 20 acres so it's taken them a while to complete it but in the meantime, like you just said, uh, cars put up an electric, electric fence to kind of mm-hmm. keep the deer out until the official deer fences up so yeah yeah so that's a little bit about our vineyard project we'll keep you guys updated i think the next big step in our vineyard is going to be the trellising right so i think we'll most likely do vertical shoot positioning Mm -hmm. where we'll just train them upwards um on the wires i believe that's happening this month so okay yeah yeah so i'll have to go out there when they start to put that in and you want to see pictures i'm sure carolyn you've posted some pictures on your instagram i posted a reel and i posted some photos of us planting right yeah um it's a couple months back now in my feed but yeah yeah i mean we we do have ideas and thoughts and plans for the land but you know we're just still kind of fine-tuning and figuring out what that looks like so we'll keep you guys updated as we kind of move along in the process but we're definitely excited about the vineyard um and we hope that um we can get these grapes up and ready to be sold. <laughs> so excited. Yeah. Okay. So I think that's it for this episode. We are going to start doing a new thing where we do two key takeaways mm-hmm. from our professions. Mm-hmm. So mine will always be wine focused. And mine will be real estate focused. Yeah. Do you want to go first? Sure. So yeah, okay. today, <laughs> today's takeaway. So, um, you know, Everybody, you, you know what's kind of going on right now in today's uh, economic world um, with the interest rates that are kind of on the uprise right now. So people are wondering, should they kind of hold off um, and wait to buy a house or should they buy now? So I will say this. I mean, job the job market is still pretty strong. Um, the report just came out just last week, actually, that jobs are on the rise. Um, so the economy essentially is still still very strong. So with that, the Fed is going to continue to raise interest rates. So I would say like I would by how much do you know? I don't know. For it's, hard, sure. it's probably you can't predict because it. over the last few weeks, they've kind of been going up and down, up and down. But they're yeah. going to have one more major hike coming up here soon. Okay. Um, so I would advise to go ahead and buy now, especially if you're buying a residential home. Just go ahead and buy it's now. It's still a good investment. It's still a good investment. And you never rates, know, like it could get worse. So why would are in you the 5% now? range, which, yes, that's pretty high. It's not terrible, high, though. It's not. It's not. Wasn't, it, wasn't it like 7 or 8 before all of this? Uh, years ago. It's been a while since it's been that high. Oh, um, really? But pre-pandemic, I think it was in the 4, 3 to 4 range. Um, now we're in the five plus percent um, range. Yeah. It's so it's a little high, but you can always buy down points, which essentially will lower your interest rate and the money you pay for, for borrowing the money. So I would argue, go ahead and get it done now, guys, because it's only going to still continue to rise. Now, if you're like two or three years away from buying yeah, and wait, just wait it out. But if you want to, if you're in a position right now where you saved up a deposit and you're ready to buy, just go ahead and make that move because you're, you know, interest rates are only going to continue to go up for the next year, year and a half here. So. Great takeaway. Mm-hmm. Great little fact. What's yours? Mine is kind of random, but I just wanted to share my thoughts. We went to a tasting a few days ago, um, and it was 
uh, all of the different expressions of Shannon Blanc. Mm-hmm. In a couple episodes, we talked about our trip to South Africa. And I just wanted to say, don't sleep on Shannon Blanc. It is such a good, great variety. And I love it. And I feel like not that many people drink it or know much about it. Of course, you know about Chardonnay and Sauve Blanc, but Chenin Blanc is delicious. It's really, it's grown a lot in the Loire Valley um, where they have really beautiful expressions of it there, but also South Africa, which we discovered. Mm -hmm. And so if you grab a Cap Classique, which is like a traditional method sparkling wine from South Africa, it's usually made with Chenin Blanc and it's affordable Mm. or they're just still wine, single varietal Chenin Blancs from there are so complex and rich and delicious. So next time you go, next time you go shopping for wine, try a Chenin Blanc and let me know what it, where's, where it's from and what you think. Awesome. Awesome. And I would also like to say that this podcast is sponsored by Mo Covington Realty. (laughs) If you're looking to buy or sell or invest real estate in the area in Virginia, please hit me up. (laughs) And it's sponsored by American White Girl. But that's it. Are we good? That's it, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in and hearing us rant about whatever. (laughs) Uh, We'll talk to you next time. All righty. Bye. Bye.